Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We have almost our entire party with us tonight, and presumably our last member, who is not yet with us, uh, will be joining us at some point this evening. They're just running late. They haven't told us why. So, you know, we'll figure it out one way or the other. And so we'll be missing our cleric for the time. Ichabod is not yet with us. But we do have our Ranger Druid. Hey, everybody. It's Scott playing Red Claw. Our Fighter Warlock. Hey, y'all. It's Dylan playing Yo. And our Paladin. Hey, everybody. It's Jesse playing Welch Brocard. I love how you talk normal, and then when you say your name, you always peek. It's so funny. It, it has to be done. Oh, I get it. Do it's, it. It's totally appropriate. <laughs> if there was ever a character where <laughs> it's a character trait to peek your introduction, Wilt Brokad would certainly be that person. <laughs> that is the man. So, when we last left off, the party was pretty much standing right on the porch stairs of a simple, modestly sized cabin in the middle of this, you know, great wood. Um, and as I was reminded by uh, Red Claw before we started, that I should not forget the detail that there is a massive Titanoboa coiled around the roof of this building. Uh, and that that's important detail that I shouldn't forget to re-mention, even though it was uh, very clearly stated last session. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you all do i believe you were beckoned uh well uh, i turned to the rest yeah. of the guys and i'm just gonna be like what are the odds this is going to work out in our favor uh if uh, we take into account everything else that has happened uh slim to none but let us not be rude uh, if you find house in middle of woods or middle of a place it shouldn't be, always be polite. And I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna knock on the door. Okay. Uh, yo, yo, you took the uh, the words straight out of my mouth. Uh, this is slim to none, but um, I'm right here with you, and I will uh, be right at yo's back, uh, sort of the ready. Right. Uh, turning to Volk. I'm just gonna be like, stop chewing that! Come on! I know you get nervous and chew stuff, but now we got to go, and I'll follow him in. Does does Will have have his sword out or just his hand on the hilt? Uh, hand on the hilt. Okay, all right. So it's at that point, Red Claw, that you notice that what you were telling uh your 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 wolf companion Volk to not chew on was it looked like jerky, it looked like dried food, like a totally cured piece of food uh, and a slimy sludgy hand slinks into the earth away from his mouth clearly had just been given it oh look my fucking oh, pedals man nope nope gonna ignore it that's what I should do ignore it Volk let's go wow good boy <laughs> <laughs> Never not good. Never not good. All right, so, so who opens the door? Uh, I don't open. I knock. Okay. There we go. Yeah. I see you're not going to let me trap you. All right. Well done. Um, I I'm sure. So I'm sure with like the way I look at it, at like this is that even uh 
Yo, who lives up in the tundra, has heard whispers and stories of like from people who have traveled around of like houses that show up out of nowhere, and you should always be polite to, you know, like little little wives' tales that they tell each other. Gotcha. Like it's a very story. Like I feel like the 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 yak folk are very story based, and I feel like this would be a story that has been passed. Gotcha. I'm with that. Uh, so. You knock on the door and you hear uh, one voice begin and another voice finish the sentence. The second voice is a bit more bassier. He goes, do come in, boys. We did summon you after all. Of course they know we summoned them. That's why they're here. Come in now. Well, of course. Thank you for uh, inviting us. That second voice is the voice you've been you've heard before from the other interactions. You mean me or the party? The the party or whoever whoever who had been hearing the voices of being told to come here. I believe there was, it a, was just just Red Claw that was, was here in the the taunting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the trees. Yeah, that's right. The uh, trees, Dad. The trees. <laughs> the trees. And, and with that, um, a young, small, uh, were rat boy uh, opens the door and sort of sets themselves to the to the wall with their back and shoulders to it as they hold the door open for you all to come in. Uh, I believe Joe said you're, you're first. Yeah, 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 I will duck down because I'm sure it's... How, how big is the... Uh... Uh, so on that, um, since you're the first one at the door, you can see the, the wood of the threshold and the, the building as a whole sort of stretch up a little bit so instead of like a proper rectangle for a door it looks almost like a broccoli sort of shape to sort of let you walk in uh you can hear all of you can very audibly hear the wood like creak and thump as it melds out of uh yo's profile also hi ichabod thanks for joining us you missed basically nothing uh just the introduction the recap of that you guys are on the front porch of this cottage that you were beckoned to quite thoroughly and that uh there were two voices bidding you to enter after yo knocked on the front door okay this is very hospitable i like this house so Wish more doors would do this as you walk in presumably um and the yeah. door opened uh most of you are pretty washed over with this stench I say stench specifically of a very hearthy, um, warm stew. Now I say stench and that often is interpreted as it being a negative smell. I mean stench that it is a powerful smell. Uh, Mm. Not so much that it is negative or positive necessarily. Some of you might not enjoy the palate of this smell, but it's potent. It, It hits you right in the nose. Um as the sort of you know warmer air from inside washes over you and yo as you and the rest of the crew assumedly walk in behind him um you know the door relaxes its size for the rest of the party that isn't quite as tall as yo um as we come in dungeon master i'm gonna try to introduce myself to the were-rat boy and be like hi name's volk or name's redclaw what can i do uh you summoned us here right Assuming that that is the master of the house. Sure. Um, so, 
while a possible misconception, it is difficult for you to do as by the time you are the you know member of the party that's walking in the door, you can very evidently see that there is a I wouldn't say quite cronely looking woman, but definitely upper middle aged looking woman and a in her youthful beauty prime woman. Uh, both standing on opposite sides of the hearth, uh, seeming to outspice each other on the stew. Um, but as you make that point to the were-rat boy, um, you notice that his ears and eyes have been sewn shut. Oh. 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 <laughs> Lovely. Lovely indeed. Uh, so I'm guessing you can't talk. So I'll just go ask those two fine ladies over there. Have a good day, sir. He just and I'm uh, good. smiles <laughs> slowly and walk closes away. the door behind you all. As uh, as Wilt walked in and, and walked past the where at boy, seeing that there's a youngster in the house, he slips his hand off of the hilt of his sword. Gotcha. Completely Gotcha. And he doesn't seem uh, to be in visible pain, as that might, as the description of him might indicate. Okay. Uh, I was about to ask for making a medicine yeah. check. Yeah. He like, does he seem okay with this? I mean, as much as one can be. Clearly, that what this did not happen to him recently. The wounds aren't fresh; they aren't seeping. You know, right. he doesn't see invisible pain, and in fact, he 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 wears a semblance of a smile. Um. And, uh, and, and, you know, can sort of feel your presence as you all pass uh, and seems to perceive the world highly through his nose. Um, and so as the last of you enter, he sort of just sort of bows his head and says, says very quietly and closes the door and then sits on a small padded stool um, next to the doorway and goes back to eating his bowl of presumably the stew that's being cooked. Through his own mouth? Do you sit and watch? Because I'll describe how it happens. No, no. I, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, as you all formally find your way in, now this place looks like any Magic the Gathering card that has ever shown the inside of, like, a research den. It's, like, scrolls and all kinds of jars with some glowing substances or not you know there's racks and shelves upon racks and shelves of all kinds of anything you could fathom you imagine that if you had a spell book and no magical components you could probably cast every spell in that book with the accoutrement at your disposal without having to turn your head um but it does feel like a lived-in space there is a small rectangular-like table. and I mean, there's several tables, but most of them are used for storing things. But there is clearly a dining table, the big hearth, um, and a, a sort of menagerie of living things, uh, finding comfort in the shadows, uh, in, in the crookwork and architecture of this room. So I'm going to approach the two ladies outspicing each other on the cauldron and bow very formally and be like hello ladies name's redclaw uh 
I don't mean to be rude, but uh, we're on an important mission. If you summoned us here, do you have a purpose? Uh, so, at you sort of approaching them, they both look at each other, nod very sharply, and stick their large wooden spoons in the cauldron. The younger woman, who is in like one layer um, of of sort of thin-ish cloth, um, I say that to, to sort of imply that she seems a bit scant clad, but she is fully robed. It's just you can get a very good image of her form with what she's wearing. By so Red Claw is... Sorry. Good. So Red Claw is going to intentionally either look up at the ceiling or down at the floor and avoid her figure at all costs. Gotcha. Uh, whereas the other woman is, you know, she sort of looks a bit more like what you imagine to find in a place like this. She's wearing, you know, probably a shirt you know, or like a top and then a top on top of the top and then an overcoat and then a backpack on the overcoat and then a rucksack, you know, <laughs> she almost looks like she has a hunchback with how many layers that are upon her. And it's clearly, you know, what she wears often because her, her posture is, is, is hunched, uh, but strong. Like you look at her and go, this woman must struggle carrying just this cloth on her alone, uh, but she stands very strongly with it. And they both turn to you all, and especially Red Claw. And the young woman sort of uh, does a very cute but completely in a, like inappropriately performed curtsy uh, and says, boys, it is such a blessing that you all have come to us, and to which she is then interrupted by the older woman. Blessing? Blessing? Ha! <sighs> You think that they are coming here for you or for us. I told them to come here, and I know and I heard half of them think that they should not even come here at all. But I made them. And she sort of stamps her foot. I, you did. And again, not to be too pushy, but uh, do you have a reason for us to come here? Or we, we really need to get back to our business. There's some troubling things happening in the woods. We don't have time to be... Lollygagging. Ah, that lollygagging. Busy, 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 busy in the woods. Yes, we know. We are, and she, the older woman gestures to the two of them. We are the mothers of the wood. We are of it. Of course we know what's going on, you buffoon. And she sort of reaches over and, like, gives you a slap across the head as if you had mouthed off in, like, an orphanage. I'm going to, like, bow my head sullenly and rub the place where she smacked my head. I didn't mean any offense. I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, I will uh, laugh at that when she bats him on the head. Yeah. Uh, right, Claude. It, it's clear that we're in the presence of those that take care of the forest, or at least oversee. Uh, Where we are. Really? It's clear to you, huh? The, 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 the warrior from some far-off nation tells me, the druid, that these are the mothers of the forest. I'm sure you knew that coming in here, Wilt. You just saw well, me get battered I, and took advantage of the situation. No, I uh, just happened to notice that uh, we lost massive amounts of time. There's a gigantic snake on the roof. Uh, they're in the middle of the woods and they called us here metaphysically. Uh, you were interrupted with a banshee-like shriek. Uh, 
In fact, everyone make a con save. Ooh. This is not good. We're starting high. What we got? I'll, I'll take a quick claim. Plus threes to those within... Uh, Pretty much everybody. Yeah. Oh, that makes it better. An 11? Okay. Take a break. 12. Uh, Wilt? A 24. Okay. And... Uh, Tusk, sorry, I forgot. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, uh, it is also a 24 with his plus three. All right. So, um, Ichabod, what did you get? I'm sorry. Uh, I got 12. 12. Uh, so, the people who clearly failed, failed. Uh, and so, you two are both sort of, like, stunned and deafened for, a, a, like, a brief, you know, very clear moment. The The other two of you who got above 20, you know, are clearly less affected, like, it rings your ears for a moment, but you're still completely cognizant, uh, and you can see where it comes from. The younger of the two women has gone visually gaunt and pale as she screamed very briefly, and then her form returns to the sort of, you know, uh, wild beauty that you might just consider her to be. And she sort of, <coughs> excuse me, boys. Yes, there has been a lot of reasons for anyone to interpret blah, blah, blah. But the other mother and I have brought you here for a very important reason. Yes, of course, and sort of gets interrupted by herself. Uh, we have brought you here because we need to see if you are indeed here to do what we have heard the birds and the leaves say you proclaim to do, or if you're here to make it worse. If you are here to make it worse, you will die and be part of this stew. I can see half of you that would make it half as much as it could be. At that, Red Claw points to Volk, like, that means you, not me. Uh, to which the younger woman interjects, oh, no, 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 and she walks over to Volk and, like, scratches the underneath of his chin and she goes we would never harm something of the wood of course i mumble under my breath at that wilt grabs the grabs the collar of his his armor and kind of pulls it back a bit just like i know what she meant <laughs> i i am i am of the wood <laughs> <laughs> nice nice to as she sort of returns to her station next to the other mother she sort of shakes her head and over her shoulder says no no you are of the snow and cold valuable allies to the wood but not of it yes i know i apologize i am honestly just very terrified you this is very scary for me and uh, i i make up things so i will not get eaten in in unison both of the mothers say you should be yes I believe it. So at this point, um, the two mothers sort of walk to the side of the room to the table I described before. Uh, they, they both sit at the table and say, would one of you boys bring that cauldron of stew over and pour it into our bowls? We are very, very hungry. Uh, uh, I'll pick it up. Wilt's going to jump on it. Yeah. Now, Wilt's used to orders like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, he knows authority when he hears it, so he's programmed for this, and he's on top of it. Red Claw's gonna back away, seeing that you know there's a saying about one too many chefs in the kitchen. So he's just gonna give them 
space to do that. So many chefs. <laughs> so is it just is it just Wilt or Yo? Are you going to participate as well? I'd help him out. All right. So you two make, um, or actually, Wilt, why don't you just make with advantage since he's helping you a uh, yep. a strength skill check? Okay. So athletics. Oh. Sorry. Athletics. That is better. Oh, it's still not great though. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. You managed to hoist up the scalding hot cauldron, uh, and you both suffer fifteen uh, fire damage from the heat. Ooh, very hot. But we we got to rest, right? I mean, when? From after the fight with the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, never mind. I'm good. <laughs> oh, yep. I didn't just get down from that. Uh, <laughs> almost. If we, if, if we wouldn't have, I would have been like, well, I'm dead, boys. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, yo, make a uh, performance or acrobatics skill check. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I'm okay yeah. at performance. I have charisma. Uh, Hold on, let me see what my crystal bonus is. Performance. Oh, oh, okay. Very good. Is this the right? That's not the right character. I'm sorry. Ichabod, while they're doing this, you can see um, and hear uh, the the heat that this cauldron is putting on your 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 compatriots mm-hmm. has either begin to visibly like deform Wilt's armor and has like burned away some hair off of Yo's shoulder. Oh. Um it's a 13. Okay. Uh so you guys carry the cauldron over and uh begin to attempt to pour the soup into the sm- the small wooden bowls. Which of the mothers do you pour for first? Uh, the uh, yeah, the older one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, quick. Uh... Wait, since there's two of us, can we do it? Oh, I guess we don't have a ladle. Yes, yeah, one cauldron. Uh, quick thing, if I can. You're coming. Yeah. Uh, can I cast guidance on one of them? Uh, sure. Yeah, so I'm going to snap my fingers very subtly and whisper some words into the wind, and yo, you get guidance. Yeah. So whatever yeah. check you got to roll next, do it with a d4. Hell yeah. An additional d4. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to play D&D on hard mode, boys. Alright, um... So... Wilt, you feel the distinct feeling of carrying something heavy with a person who doesn't have a good grip or good footing. Because, uh, yo, you begin to slip as you bring the cauldron over towards the side of the table with the elder of the two mothers. Uh, Wilt, uh make a strength saving throw. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, 26. All right. So at some point during this, 
attempt uh, to do what you guys are aiming to do here. Yo completely loses his balance, uh, completely begins to tip too quickly or yada yada. Uh, you know, maybe the the heat gets to him, and and while you both suffer an additional seven fire damage, uh, you are able to right his mistake and prevent you both from dumping the majority of the stew just on the elder mother. All right, uh, he will grunt, of course, with the effort of it, and uh, kind of through gritted teeth say, oh, "Here you are, mother. It's fresh and delicious." And he s- tries to smile through gritted teeth. At this point, the two mothers take the wooden spoons that they left in the stew pot and serve themselves. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And then once they finish, uh, they the the younger one sort of bows her head to Yo, and the older one says, "Well, put it back on the fire. We don't want it getting cold." Yep. Yeah, Wilt will snap to that too. Yo, are you still participating? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna help. All right, give me an athletics. Well, thank God, something is it a save or athletic skill check? So, oh, cool. Hell yeah. That's uh, plus advantage eight. for both of us, or no? Yeah, it's advantage because you're helping him. Oh, okay. It's just yo this time. Though. Yeah, I'm trying to flip the, the the skill check since you guys are sort of doing this together. Um, do yo, plus no. plus a D four. Yep. Yeah. Plus nineteen. Uh, Twenty two. Do All I right. get that plus three blood plus three bonus? It's not a saving throw, so no. But this is athletics. Oh, it's not a saving throw. Oh, I got you. Very cool. All right. So, so 23. Okay. Yeah. I figured it'd be good enough. Uh, you guys get it back on the hook system that was in there. And as it does, it sort of pulls down from the weight. And you can hear a audible chicken like caca. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole house rumbles a little bit. Uh, as the cauldron sits back into place. Seems fresh. Very good, yes. Well, pardon us, uh, ma'am. At that point, they, they, they say very little to nothing to you, as if completely ignoring your the entire party's presence as they begin to enjoy the stew and make comments at one another about how their stew tastes bad because you put too much pepper in it. Well, my stew is wonderful because of how much pepper I put it into it, but I would say that it tastes terrible because you put one too many swamp frogs in it, and now the whole thing tastes like frog. And so this sort of thing goes back and forth for some time. Do you all do anything? Uh, I will. I, I will. Excuse me, uh, ladies, mother. Uh, may I possibly uh, have bowl of stew? Would that the, be rude? Or the the rude two of or... them um, look at you and then look at each other, and both complete. They both half-lipped grin, and as they turn to smile and nod. They 
you realize that their smiles are completing a single smile. <laughs> good. This looks very good. Uh, pardon. And I'll pull like uh, a spoon. Like out of like a sack that I have, you know, like carrying utensils. Uh, yeah, I will just have a spoonful if that is okay. Uh, just to try it. And at that delicious. point, the younger of the two says, no, 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 that will never do. It would be, in fact, very rude for us to eat in front of you fully and not offer all of our guests, and she sort of looks to the other mother, some of our stew, please. And she sort of uh, taps her hand on the table, and the little rat boy, you know, squeaks, and gets up, and trots over, and opens a cupboard and produces four wooden bowls with wooden spoons and hands one of each of those to the entire group. And in fact, grabs a, a deep saucer and fills it by hand and sets it in front of Volk. Wilt stares daggers at you. And Red Claw whispers under his voice, Crush my fucking berries, I knew this was going to happen. I'm very excited about this. It did smell good when I came in. Is, what is wrong with you three? This is a good meal given to us by a, a very wise woman and a very beautiful woman. Sit. Let us eat. You're right. You're right. All right. I mean, what is worse than that? Type? Sit next to Yao. So Wait after for each, the others to come have a seat. I uh, say. I assume everyone. Does this, or to some extent? Oh, yes. yeah. I'll, yeah sit next to, I'll sit next to Volk on the floor. Uh, Volk has already finished his saucer of stew by the time you, you get there. Uh, at, that, at that point, I get a little jealous because I assume he tries to get into mine, and I hold it up like away from me. Like, no, down, down. You had yours. Uh, ma- make a handle animal check with advantage. This is where I shine. Thank God for advantage. That's all I'll say there. Because uh, one was a nat one. And the other is a 27. Okay. Uh, so Volk, you know, grabs the saucer in his maw, nudges you with his shoulder, and then walks over and coils up underneath the table between the two mothers. Yeah, that's right. You fucking bow wow over there now. My stew. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, so, you all, uh, do you all taste and eat, drink the soup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. It is, as the smell would indicate, it is a potent stew. It is not a thin, nor is it a gravy-like broth. It's really quite in the middle, maybe a little bit on the gravier side. So it's a thicker stew. It's like a proper stew, not a soup. Uh, And there is definitely, like, full pieces of uh, stewed frog. Um... You know, there's there's several, you know, vegetables and and other such in there, and uh, and one of you probably bites into a uh, you know full on like grub that has been boiled 
uh, and but takes on the flavor of the stew, which is this like really hearty, like you know, a little salty sort of stew that you would make while camping. Just like a really, really strong stew is the best way I can put it without getting too deep. Hmm. Not bad. And at this point, both of the mothers stand up and again, uh, smiling half and half, say in unison, which one of us ruined the stew? Oh, no. Uh, Red Call will be the first to die and be like, I, I think it tastes great. I don't think either you did a bad job. To this, uh, both of them sort of harumph and sit back down. And uh, the old one says, good answer, boy. Whew. Yes, this, this is very good. I, I don't understand why you fight. You both have done a very good job together. I, I, if I could, maybe take uh, Tupperware home. <laughs> you should not <laughs> say <laughs> Tupperware. <laughs> maybe take, maybe Yo, take a jar home. You have a jar on your back there. I'm sure they could. You do not them. put food in the jar. <laughs> food does not go inside jar. Only souls. Uh, to that, the, the older not... mother goes. But there's none in there now, is there? No. <laughs> no, there is not. I have not uh, come across anyone who's deserved it yet. Maybe an old man who I thought. Uh, but... It's at this point... No, no, no. The old mother sort of walks over to you and like sort of gestures for you to stand up, yo. Yeah, I'll stand up. She goes, let me see inside. Oh. No, 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 no. no. You have to, though. He's gotta. Yeah, I have to. You have to do it. Whatever you say, grandmother. Here, please. All right, so uh, how do you, like, hold it in front of her? Do you just, like, lean forward and pull the cork out, or? Uh, I, like, put it... Because it's a big jar, right? Yeah, it's sizable for you. It's like as big as your torso. Yeah, it hangs off my back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll swing it like underneath my arm. Okay. Uh, and then I will lean it towards her and open up the, the lid. The uh, so she sort of goes, I guess the Yak Folk soul jar. And then she sort of like looks in and goes, oh, no, no, and she like starts to claw at the the floorboards as you can see her visage getting sucked in as if it, her her entire profile is being like pulled and warped into it, uh, and she begins to scream like a a a grandmother in help, uh, and the other mother, the young one, is mortified, too paralyzed to move from the table, as the older mother gets sucked into the jar completely. Uh, Wilt, uh, as she starts screaming, is immediately up from the table and moves around to try to stop her from getting sucked into the jar. By the time you grab at her, she is you, 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 you like 
dig your hands into her to grab, but your hands come back with nothing but bog water. Yo, you need to release her now. I, Yo, uh, your, this is- your soul jar feels like it is filled to the brim. Uh, this has never happened before. Uh, okay, one moment. Uh, and I will try to let her out. You open the cork and see that there is, in fact, a, a entire section of a tree inside the soul jar. <laughs> like, just like a, a log that is in there. You know, you look in there and you can you see nothing but like the cut middle of a tree. And to which I, the young mother starts to cackle uh adorably at first and then somewhat sinister as it turns. Um and you hear the door slam open with the wind and thunder and it's suddenly pouring raining outside. Oh no, I am very sorry. I did not mean for this to happen. She wanted to look inside and then I'll try to like dump the, the thing out. I'll try to get the log out. It it just like boom 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 a couple of times. Like it's it doesn't move a lot. Like the amount of wood, amount of single piece of wood is almost like eighty-five percent of the interior volume of this jar. Uh mm. and so what forms is at the threshold is a swirling pool of boggy water that typhoons up in place and reforms the elder mother who is amid laughing with the thunder and pointing at you all. Uh, and as she contains herself to probably your shock, she goes, Boy, 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 your small yakish magic cannot contain me. I have left for you a gift. Oh. As she sort of walks in, like, wagging her hands free of, you know, splatters of bog water, and she sits back at the table. I'm going I'm to look down inside of it and be like, kind of like say to myself, be like, is it the stew? Um... Wilt is still standing in front of uh, Yao, and he'll gently hold a hand above the wood piece and look at Yo and go, could she have just given us the wood that we've been seeking? Uh, we we need a sample. Uh, could this I don't be know. It? it just looks like wood to me. Uh, he'll slowly turn to the mothers and say, uh, Mother, uh, you know why we are here. They you know we are here to extract samples from the forest delicately. He holds up his hands in order to determine the blight that is here. Uh, this is a very valuable gift you've given to us, and it saved us much, much time. What, what have we done to deserve this gift? The young one stands up and says, You have done nothing, young ones. It is what you will do that will impress us or disappoint us. Oh, good. No pressure. Oh. Uh, Wilt's lost, uh, lost for words. He'll, he'll just bow deeply.
Yes, thank you very much. We, what is so good? What is gift that they give us? Yo, they they gave us one of the pieces to the puzzle. We're here searching samples. They've given us a wooden sample. He cocks his head towards the jar. Oh, you put it. Uh, okay. There you go. Alright, now my jar has the. Right. Yes. It's, it's no longer a good soul jar, I imagine. Oh, no! Wait, can I, like. Kenny? Yeah. Can I feel, since this soul jar has been passed down to me? Yes. That the magic has been sucked from my soul jar. No, it has not. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, very good. I am okay with this. Can I cast Detect Poison and Disease? Yes. To try and get an idea of, like, is this log inside the soul jar totally fine, or is there any sort of corruption or... Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you do you have to focus on it to do that, or? Uh, let me double check. Uh, it is a concentration spell. Right, but like, so with uh, the tech magic, for example. Go ahead. Uh, for the duration, you can sense the presence and location of poisons, poisonous creatures, and diseases within thirty feet of you. Okay. I mean, there's a fair amount. So like, your radar blips like crazy from the environment that you're in. Um, but yeah, you can. St- to, you can feel the presence of a pulsing, like a heartbeat coming out of the, the soul jar. Oh. And uh, make a wisdom saving throw. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Plus three. Neat. Neato. All right, how to do math? Uh, 16. Okay. So you don't feel you're doing this, but your allies will notice it. Okay. Um, Ichabod, you slowly walk towards the soul jar. I mean, maybe not a weird sight at first. Um, presumably you at some level announced what you were going to be doing. Um, I, don't, I don't know. But you walk over and place your hand on the soul jar. And then a single purple tendril of energy will sort of coil out of the jar and wrap around your forearm and tighten like a rope. And you hear 1,000 alien voices whisper around your brain in a cacophony that is deafening and tranquil at the same time and suffer 37 psychic damage. Woo. As you rip your hand away and the tendril dissipates, you can feel where it was on you burns. I'm I'm going to put the cork on the on the jar. Is there right. is there a mark left on me? Like, uh, I know I can feel that it burns, but... Can you... I mean, do you, like, try to see your skin? I don't know how... 
oh, covered. That's, that's true. That's true. Oh. Yeah. Uh I'll keep my composure as much as I can for now. And later I'll I'll undo the, the buckles on the van braces of the armor. Okay. Um to try and take a look. Do you do that like right now or no, I'll I'll wait. Okay. I'll try to just like So uh, the mothers are <laughs> suddenly on either side of you, and you can hear the elder whisper in your left ear, and then the younger whisper in your right. You looked, boy, and it found you. You heard its voices as well. It is now in you. You must protect yourself. And at that, you feel a clasp uh, of like a pendant drop onto your breastplate, and you're now, they sort of slipped a necklace on you. And you can see it's a small, sort of like gilded droplet uh, encased on a simple leaf and then a clear, like translucent leaf over top of it, making a dome, holding that little golden droplet inside. And they say, never. Until this is over, take this off. Or it will take your life. And use you to be among it. Thank thank you, mothers. I, I, I appreciate the word of warning and the gift. I'm just kind of Hold this pendant and look at it for a moment. It's beautiful in its simplicity and the sort of realization that this fragile looking pair of leaves is all that could potentially hold back your death is a pretty shaking thought, to be sure. Yo has corked the jar, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, after seeing that, I've corked the jar and put it on my back. Uh, I Yo seems super unsettled about everything, uh, especially the this, because he's basically had this since adulthood, mm-hmm. his soul jar, and now there's something inside of it that that is tainted and he just he's just kind of feels a little disgusted by it right now the uh so he's just gonna yeah. just yeah he's just gonna set his soldier on his back and just kind of sit there quietly it's at this Wilt's point a... good sorry oh Wilt's gonna raise an eyebrow at the necklace that the the mothers gave Ichabod and turned to them and say, we've been tasked with gathering more of these blighted materials. Will this thrall be on all of them? 
the younger one just sort of looks a little nervous and then sort of shoots her eyes to the elder who nods gently and says yes boy the corruption that you all investigate is more harrowing than just turning trees and killing crops it is a curse of the flesh of the bark the stone and spirit and it will turn everything it can into itself but heed my warning before you leave for we know what you seek and you now have two samples the most important two of a living sufferer and she sort of looks directly at Ichabod and of the wood take that to your people uh if I might uh, ask a wee favor of your mothers, you don't happen to have any more of those pendants just in case any other of us get corrupted, do you? They sort of shake their heads and say, we could tell you what it cost us to do that for your boy. I'm... Um, Sorry. No, no, that's really it. Uh, I'm going to assume that it wasn't a, a light price, and so I, I retract my offer. Sorry for asking. You offend not with your inquiry. Anyone would want the same for themselves. Oh, well, um, on that note, since we have the samples and we've uh, filled ourselves on your wonderful stew, uh, should we go off and get the other samples now? And I kind of look to the mothers for permission. I don't think we need any more. You said we have the most important, which means we have what we need. So, and I don't mean to contradict the mothers, but we were tasked with getting other samples too, and more information is better than less. Aye, there are three... By my count, at least three more that we must acquire before we return. Mothers, is there any reason why we shouldn't collect the other samples? You said these were the two most important, but does that negate the, the information we'd get from the others? You were tasked to find a sample of stone, of dirt, of wood, of flesh, and what else? Uh, that's a good question. Does anyone else remember? He said as he goes back to his notes. Was it water? I think it was a yeah. water. The notes that I have were just for the container uh, materials. Leather, glass, metal, stone, and wood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got too. Uh, they didn't. I don't think they highlight the sample contents. It was just the specific containers they gave us. Well, we didn't read the terms and conditions, now, did we? Uh, I just clicked. Yeah. Always, always click. Yes. Yeah. I, I just clicked it. 
Oh, I've got notes that say put similar samples into the similar containers. And I've got cloth, oh, cloth, leather, stone, wood, metal, and flesh. Mm. No. It's at this point that the old mother walks over and pulls off Ichabod's gauntlet as if it was made out of paper. Not oh. shredding it, but like debuckles it in just like a swoop. And she shows you his Vambris. And she says, look. And she like draws her crooked finger across it. Metal. And she breaks part of it off as if it was made out of dried clay. And sets it on the ground. Holds up the underneath and strips part of the leather out. Leather. She runs her fingers across his flesh and you can see that where that tendril was on you Ichabod is mm. a faintly glowing purple scar so I guess there's no reason to argue with you uh, let's put those in the container and get back to the conclave uh, mothers thank you so much for all your help we really appreciate it squeeze the wood for its water aye that makes aye. sense Will I be a hazard to others? She looks now at you. I have the corruption. She looks at you and looks at your necklace. And she says, no, but never lose that. It is what holds it there. Uh, at, when he says that, Yo's going to get up and put his hand on... Ichabod's shoulder and, be, and just look at him and say, even if you do lose it, you will not have to worry about being a burden. They will uh, quickly uh, bring you to your last walk. It's not going to come to that, so don't worry about it, Ichabod. You're not going to lose it, and we're not going to have to do that, yo. And I'm going to give you like a very serious stare. You act like death is such a bad thing. It's simple. Is the only definite in life. I'm saying unnecessary death is a bad thing. Ichabod's gonna be fine. There is no such thing as unnecessary death. Death happens. We should not blame it for being necessary or unnecessary. It is look, just a thing. Look, we can argue about the philosophies of what makes death necessary or unnecessary, but we're outstaying our welcome here and we have samples we need to get back. I say we talk about this on the road. We've got a long journey back. Agreed, agreed. And and thank you, Yo. Of course. I appreciate the kindness. At this uh will always be there. The two mothers I will... stop you. Sorry. Uh they're suddenly by the door. The young one says We have a warning each. Do not hate what you do not understand. Nature is just that. It does not know. It just is. And this corruption that you call, it is just nature, but not from here. Oh, 
that warning was a bit cryptic. It we're still supposed to stop it, right? The old one steps in at this point. Ah, yes, stop, of course. But hate it, no. I don't hate it. I just don't want it killing the forest. And at this point, she sort of like jabs her finger into your breastplate leather. Ow. Leather. And I'm going to like go, ow, why'd you do that? And it's not that forceful, but yeah. She goes, it still hurts. <laughs> to destroy <laughs> nearly requires hate. Temper yourself. When you find the executioner's axe in your hand, consider mercy and justice when you put to death what scares you. Uh, all right. I'll think about it. Uh, executioner's axe. Mercy. What's she talking about? I'm just going to, like, scratch my head. Bah! And at that point, they both walk past you all and go back to drinking their soup. Uh, but before uh, they pass us. Yes. Oh, good. Good. Well. Okay. Um, at, as Redclaw finishes, we'll, we'll wave a hand and go, uh, our young and, uh, and inquisitive leader may be slightly short-sighted on this. However, and no offense, Redclaw, but mother, I, I very much appreciate the insight you've given us. But one thing strikes me very, very hard is what you said. That this blight is nature, though not from here. Do you know where it may be from? I only ask because knowing your enemy and their intentions is the only way to defeat them. Uh, with the question, she turns her hand up and rakes at the uh, air above her. Doing so, rips the ceiling off of the, the cottage, the wind beating and the, 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 the raging storm that is outside whipping you all with wet and wind. And you can see the storm clouds clear a small circle and you can see the beautiful stars above and she goes there boy it is from there elsewhere not of Yal mm. then by Yal it shall be removed thank or, you mother or do we give it mercy that was something we're supposed to think about well, there may be mercy in removing it. I, I, didn't, I didn't think of that. that. Alright, uh, have a good day, mothers. Gentlemen, shall we? Yes, I believe we've overstayed our welcome. Uh, thank you very much for your numerous gifts. You've helped us greatly. Uh, it's at this point that uh, uh, the young mother sort of clasps her hands together uh, and the the ceiling reforms. Uh, before we leave, if everybody starts making their way out, uh, I kind of want to be the last one out. Okay. And as uh, I leave, I want to turn to them and look both of them in the eye and say, I owe both of you an apology. If 
the giant thing on top of your home is uh, signifying your avatar. Uh, what uh, your animal of choice? We had uh, I had slayed one out uh, while we were camping. I sent it to and kill you, boy. Oh, all right then. Never mind. You sent it to kill me. No hard feelings. Uh, have a wonderful day. I'll turn to leave. You can hear the two of them chuckling to themselves as you leave. Wilt says under his breath as they're walking out, if I remember correctly, yo, I'd, I was the one to kill the snake. Yes, but uh, potato, potato. We <laughs> killed it. You do not, you do not kill, you know, you do not apologize. I thought maybe it is right to say sorry for killing your pet. Uh, to uh, oh. that end, as you guys sort of leave the porch, the same Titanobo is coiled up on top of the ceiling, uh, roof and just very sharply once hisses and flicks its tongue in your general direction. Yeah, yeah, your mother too. Wilt flinches. Wilt actively flinches at that. <laughs> Why? Why would you do this? Last one almost killed us. Shut up! Red claw and move. Didn't you hear what he said about us? I don't care what he said about us. He can say whatever he likes. He is two thousand times bigger than us and looks like he could swallow us whole. And also possibly the pet of the most powerful being in the forest? We should go. So I just want to point out that this time you've guys got that you guys have that poison. It wouldn't be as hard to fight. Anyways, not the point. We should get going. The, the uh, poison that we took from the snake, you expect us to use on the snake. So, you think the snake's immune to its poison? I don't think it works like that. I don't care how it. Gentlemen. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. On the point of going, which way should we be going? Back to the conclave. It's this way. No point. How, how do you know? Because I am a natural explorer, and I cannot get lost. Unless done so by magical means. Yes, unless someone is magically making me get lost. I know the path. I don't know that. Like, I don't, you don't have piece of paper attached to armor that says, <laughs> I am natural explorer. I okay. cannot be lost unless by magical means. Yo. I am role-playing. Yo. <laughs> I'm. Seals are in like. <laughs> so as you abilities. Really quick, yo. As you say that, I'm gonna produce berries in one hand and use druid craft to make flowers. I'm a druid from this forest, yo. Give me a little credit. I'll see that makes oh. sense. If you would have said that, uh, you know, we could have moved he on did, by now. But he, no. did, he did say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, did he? Oh, but no, we stand out here in the, in the rain. My fur is getting wet. Aye, and my armor is rusting. Let's get going. Also, you just wasted five good, potential good berries. I mean, they're good for 24 hours. Yes, but you turn them into flowers. Oh, did you turn those berries into flowers? I did not. One hand made flowers, one hand made berries. 
Go, oh, okay. Because I am still hungry, and the, they did not leave me with any stew. And I'll scoop up the good berries <laughs> out of his hand, and he, <laughs> I'm going to eat them. Fucking split my trunk, these guys. I don't know what to do. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> I'm going right, to so, slip him can, the silver for the good berries. Okay. I've recently so, campaign campaign mechanics question. Sure. Did we just achieve all of the samples we needed? Was that the what we're supposed to glean from this? Yeah, um, I think okay, that's pretty fair. Right, that, is that? I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. Yeah, dungeon master. Yes, I would like to attempt something reluctantly again. Sure, with heavy hand and a slight bit of caution, I am going to once again try to create an animal messenger like as we're walking for 10 minutes i'm gonna try and ritual cast the the animal messenger sure is it creepy i mean it's raining out no no not the ambience the bird is it telling me to kill myself or things are dying no that's i don't i don't know that that would be weird yes yes it would in fact that would be an unexpected effect of the spell I don't know where I would have gotten that from. Anyways, the message I would like to send. So uh, the little sparrow on my shoulder, I'm just going to whisper, Hello, Wilting Rose, we're on our way back with the samples. Give him a heads up. Appreciate it. It squawks. Mmm, suspicious. Suspicious. This bird's acting like a bird. <laughs> Questionable. Um, before we leave the clearing of the of the mother's house, um, Wilt will stretch out with his divine sense again, just to double down and make sure that they're not surrounded by a actual sea of undead. So, the path that you're being led on by Redclaw is free moving forward, but it's almost as if a hallway of non-undead is in front of you. Because on both sides of the path, it's like a fucking Christmas tree. All right. So as we step into the forest and we make our way on the path. Gentlemen, um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, especially if we've you know, achieved our current goal. But... um. Aside from the path that Red Claw leads us on, we are still undeniably surrounded by undead. I believe the mothers are protecting us on our path back to the Conclave. However, we are in the presence of much undeath. Hmm. Let me try something real quick. And I'm going to scream out in the undead plane language. Okay. And I'm going to tell them to move the hell along. That, uh, and mention my patron's name and, you know, say, you know, I work for this guy. So the moment you start to speak the language, you hear chittering. The, uh, all of you hear it, but only Yo really understands it. Um, it's chittering sort of telling you that you're false and 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 feeble and this those that speak with while still having their flesh 
is not to be listened to, but you invoke your patron's name and they all go silent. And if Wilt is still focusing on his ability, you can visually see and feel the, those presences vacate in all directions. Oh, well, uh, that seemed to have done it. Uh, maybe not speak that name often? Oh. Yeah. Um, I speak it, uh... How do I want to put this? I speak it when I have. I am given permission by uh, its owner. We have made a deal, and, uh... I believe it is okay. If not, he will let me know otherwise. Yes, I uh, I imagine the permission is uh, quite heavy. But um, wise, wise to use it sparingly, perhaps? And his head's just watching these tendrils of undead skitter away. Uh, I don't use it in uh, polite company, but among my people and uh, the undead, it is used very often. It is very well known. Well, uh, I hate to put my gigantic grieved foot in my mouth again, but uh, I mean no disrespect to you or your patron. I... Uh... I just recognize the power, especially in such a name. He's astonished that all these undead have gone. Right. All right, well, I will uh, take that into consideration, Wilt. Uh, let us please move on. It is still raining very heavily. My Bye. boots get wet. Or my, oh, I guess I don't wear boots. I have hooves. Yeah. Aha! My, I'll never get trench foot. Aye, but I will. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you yes. all travel uh, on. Um, yo, are you in the front of the party, or...? Uh, I don't know. I, I, are we walking in, like, a straight line? I don't know. And I, 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 I don't think we would be. I, I would assume that... Red Claw would be taking the lead to show them the path or yeah. lead them through the path. Yeah. I guess what I'm and trying to I, ask is any is anyone behind Yo? Now I want to be. Too bad. Uh, I mean, I, I have the slowest movement speed, so I'm probably at the back. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I envisioned Ichabod bringing up behind the, all of us. Yeah. Always. All right. So, Ichabod, you're the only person that sees this due to perspective. Um, but you see a skeletal, spectral, clawed hand as you all march uh, quickly reach up out of the ground, following your all's pace, and s- grab Ichabod by the soul jar and then just rip his soul into the earth. Although you see him continue to walk straight. Yo? You grab Yo or Ichabod? Yo. Okay, I think you said Ichabod and the soldier. <laughs> Ichabod sees. And I was like, I don't have a soldier. So right. This is fine. <laughs> Sorry, Ichabod. You see, Yo get grabbed like that by a spectral, ghostly hand that is about the size of him. 
Okay. But he seems to be walking just fine still. Yeah. I'm going to watch him for a few minutes. Okay. So during that time, uh, yo, uh, you're just walking, and then you hear the cackled jumbling of bones that you know very, very well. Uh, as a cold blanket wraps around your torso and you see your vision get pulled under the ground into darkness. And then a moment later, you are surrounded by soft sky blue and green embery lights uh, and a great axe cleaves through the darkness uh, and then standing before you is your patron. The majority of a yak folk skeleton, so like the torso and the spine, but nothing below the, the ribs, uh, yep. sort of holding itself up by the hands on the great axe with the blade sticking into the abyss of darkness that you're standing on, and your pact being... Uh, sorry, I forgot how we declared we pronounced his name. Isn't it Cal Kadat? It's like, I can never pronounce it right. Anywho, he shows, he's there, and he goes, I heard my name upon your lips, boy. What is it that you need? What do you, you invoke me for? Uh, I did not mean to call you here. It was more along the lines of there were undeath surrounding us, and uh, I informed them of who I worked for. Uh, he sort of leans, he's like puffs his chest up, and like, sort of adjusts his non-existent collar with one hand as he rests his entire mass on the one bony arm holding onto the haft of the axe. Proudly, sort of adjusting his tie, like, you know, as if he was wearing a tie. He goes, ha 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 ha! It chills these old bones to know that I still invoke discipline in the dead. But yes, uh, I, I agree. I can feel it upon you. What did you do recently? Who have you seen? You resonate with power unknown to me. Uh, I have spoken with uh, two women of the woods uh, put uh, samples of whatever this thing that is encroaching on uh, their territory into my jar. Interesting. Yes. Tell they me. Say it is... oh, sorry, sir. Yes. Tell not, sir. No, you know my name. If you speak it, speak it. But... Uh, Kata Hikasa. That's what we named him. Mm -hmm. Kata Hikasa. That's right. Kata, Kata Hikasa. Tell me of these mothers of Earth, of the forest. Describe them to me. I have heard of many who proclaim to be such. Uh, one was an old crone. The uh, other a very beautiful, uh, buxom uh, woman who had the, the whale of a banshee. Uh, they lived in a home with a giant snake on top. The sort of remnants of flesh that hang on to the skull of his visage curl 
to give a grin. Uh, and he wraps his spine around the haft of the axe and he dangles his two hands above uh, near you and little drips of ichor drip down and form uh, visages of the two old mothers you the, the two mothers of the wood you described. Are they akin to that? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, they are. And uh, you're making stew, complaining, <laughs> screaming at each other. Then you have indeed met powerful, powerful beings of this forest that you hoof through. I suppose that you stand still and are not fully mine. You must have been polite to them. Yes, that uh, is how the stories go. If you meet strange women in the woods, uh, you always be polite, because if not, they will steal your soul. His one clawed finger leans forward and scratches the top of your head. It hurts, but it's clearly not meant to. Uh, and he goes, this is why I have known to have picked a good pact being with you. You are good. You remember the old stories. You remember the ones that keep you close to the campfire. You have done well. Yes. But uh, do not mention me before them. They and I are not square even when it comes to favors. Hmm. Which one owes which? If, if they owed me, me pact being, do you think I would not demand you speak my name before them? You're right, and I apologize. Uh, I wonder if I could help in this way. I'm I sure could, uh... you will if you bring up my name, but know that if you do so and then invoke me amongst them, they will prey upon the opportunity to collect and while that may help you down the line, it will be an arduous path that you set yourself and your other flesh ones with you upon. I will keep this in mind. Uh, but I can smell no lack of power that they have put upon you already. They like you. Mm. This is good. I, uh, I, I like to be likable. Pray upon it's this, Pact Being. There's great yes. opportunity. Of course, I will pray upon it. I will uh, do as you say. Good. Uh, one question, uh, just very quickly. Yes. Uh, I, I uh, would like to invoke your visage, uh, if you cannot tell by the bones that I wear, uh, the way I paint my face. Yes. But I... I carry the hammer. Uh, I very much like the axe that you carry. If you could uh, help, maybe help me invoke it. It uh, looks more like yours. To strike fear. Give it to me, packed being. Of, of course. And I'll hand it to him. All right. He takes it and grips the metal head and clenches it between his claws. And when he releases, it's flattened, like a almost like a Shaolin spade type look. And then he reaches onto your shoulder and traces his large finger that's the size of your arm down to your ribs and plucks without pain one of your ribs. 
And you see he melds your bone into the blade of the axe and hands it back to you and says, this, I think, will do. Yes. Yes, it will. Thank you, Lord Takasa. Thank you, Pact Being. Spread my name wide and let your deeds be known till they be empowered by me. Now go! This I will do. And I will kind of just float back to my body? Yep. <laughs> so you lose a maximum amount of hit points? Yeah. Uh, five? I'm down to 90. Uh, but your what was your weapon before? Uh, it was a uh, a mall, just a regular mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you proficient with great axes? I am. Yes. So you now have a plus one necrotic great axe. Whenever you hit anybody with it, it deals an additional d six necrotic, and it's a plus one magical weapon. Yeah. Jelly. Great axe. Well, cost five hit points. <laughs> and a rib. Worth. It's worth it. Worth. Um so <laughs> Ichabod, as you waited a moment, mm-hmm. uh there a, a moment passes and you can see uh your boy's visage begin to wobble. And you see him grow visibly paler. And then, as if that had never happened, right about when you probably were beginning to say, I need to do something about this. Yeah, right, right as I'd be about to like go up and pat him on the back with Spare the Dying. Right. Uh, you see his uh, sort of step revigor into a jaunt. And the... As if he was an illusion. Um, and the mall that he had been carrying up to that point is now a a sort of it's so I'm trying to think of how to describe the blade of this great axe. It's almost like it's just like a circle of metal. It's like if he t- if something took the maw the mall's metal and flattened it like a pancake and then sharpened the, the edge. Um and you can see that the last few inches of the blade are white like bone. This is the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> I'm just going to keep walking like nothing happened. Okay. And unless someone says something to me. Uh, like, to me, Wilt's in front of you, so he doesn't see anything. Yeah. I'll um, I'll just walk up and I'll I'll pat you on the back uh, and cast cure wounds just at first level. Um, yeah. so you're gonna heal. What's my what's my modifier on there? Uh, you're gonna heal ten hit points. You take okay. ten points of damage. I take ten points of damage. No, he does. Oh. Oh. Uh, ow! What did you do? Uh, you, you just you you looked like you were a little 
rough there for a moment. I was I was giving you a bit of a pick me up, my. In so you come me. over and you cast painful magics on me? I thought we were friends. Yeah, friends, yo. Then why would you do this to me? After I, I burn myself at the at their home, then you come and you do this to me. Why? I didn't try to hurt you. If I was trying to hurt you, it'd have been a lot worse than that. Uh, you're probably right. Are you ever since uh, you uh, those things uh, they they hit you? Are you okay? Mm. No. My 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 arms a little funny. It kind of kind of burns, but it's it's nothing I can't handle. It's just. A little strange. Hmm. A little strange, yes. Alright, we will figure this out. Do not worry. Um, I mean, concern yourself. We'll be alright. This, uh, this exchange is clearly going to get the attention of the rest of the party. Wilt's going to turn around. Uh, he's, he's right in front of Yo. They're all on high alert. They're walking through a blighted forest. So he whips around, he listens to them talk and says, uh, Ichabod, did, did you try to cast any healing magics on Yo and it hurt him? Yeah, yeah, it was just, you know, just a little bit of pick me up. I know you, you can do the same. Just yes, uh, lay your hands on someone and. Exactly. And as he'll say exactly, and as he says it, he pokes a finger into Yo and lays on hands for one hit point. Yo, you take a point of damage. Ah, what is with you people? Why must you try to shock me? Ah. Yo, calm. Calm down. That was healing magics. I healed that. I healed you with that exact same magic just last night. No, this was painful. You are trying to play trick on me. Incorrect. And he puts his hand on his own chest and does the same thing for a hit point because he's still down a bit. And he heals up one. Clearly feeling invigorated. See? Go ahead, Ichabod. This is positive. Can I make an insight check? Like, uh, yes. Is, is Yo fucking with us? Or like, does he legitimately appear to be unwell by what we've done. Sure. Go ahead and roll that. During that time, uh, Red Claw, what did you have? So it's at this point that I recognize what's going on and finish my story. And so that's why you'd never hide in a bramble bush when you're covered in honey from a bit. Are you even listening to me, guys? What are you doing over there? And I'm going to turn around and pay attention to what's going on. That was a 13 insight check. He seems bewildered by what's going on. They're playing tricks on me, saying, oh, I heal you. I'm here to help. And then Crack and Cray, they're over here hurting me more. Like I'm some sort of uh, punching bag. So I'm not going to try and heal you because I don't want to be... I don't want to have an accident. But what I'm going to do, and I'm going to take out one of the berries that I kept from Yo when he swiped a couple of them, 
Mm-hmm. This has healing magic infused in it. I'm going to ask for your consent, yo. Eat this and see if it hurts. Uh, I never want to turn down food. And he'll, he'll eat it. It should heal you for one hit point. It hurts you for one hit point. This tastes like garbage. Did you switch these berries for berries you find in shit pile? Ugh. <laughs> no. Yo, Yo is, if there is a way to convince you, this, this may be it. I don't know. And he'll light up his hand with lay on hands and keep it continuous. He'll place a finger on himself. And you can see visibly that it heals him. And he keeps it lit up. And he gestures to Yo. Now you, the same magics. He holds his finger up and he gently touches Yo on the chest. Is your divine sense up all the time? Um, it is. That's a good question. Let me see. I think it's just an instant kind of thing. It's an action. So it's not up right now. All right. I thought, I thought that was the way of it, but I didn't want to make sure I wanted to make sure I wasn't robbing you of something. Gotcha. Yep. So he pokes him on the chest with another lay on hands. Yeah. Does one point of damage. Uh, I am telling you, it does not feel good. Well, I believe you that it is causing negative effects, but you need to believe us that the three of us are not messing with your mind. We are trying to help you. I have no reason to not trust you. You have not given me reasons so far, but I will tell you hurts. Has anything changed since we left the hut? Possibly. After you speak in words? Well, I have had a business meeting with my associate. Mm. uh, And I've been given a great boon. If you cannot tell, and I'll take the, the axe off my back. He has given me a visage of his own weapon. He's told me to speak his name. The great lord of death, Hikasa. I am his, his packed being. And I will spread his name and his deeds throughout this land. That is why I am here. All right. Then we all need to be very aware of what our helpful magic may do to you. This has been a fruitful experiment but figuring out how to actually restore your vitality might be at the top of the list. They'll yeah. turn to Redclaw. Might be something for the Conclave. I agree. I think whatever boon you got might be a bit of a detriment when it comes to extended conflicts. You know what I'm saying, yo? I, I agree with Wilt. A detriment or a death sentence if we can't heal him. Well, like I said... Death is part of life. Only thing we are ever promised. Right, but only fools seek it actively. I do not you know, seek when, it. When we I make plan to make... Can, can I yeah. give you a bit of a checkup? You know, you, mm. you all have doctors up in the mountains, yeah? Yes, we have uh, shamans. 
But yes, doctors. We we have healers. When we make camp tonight, I'll I'll give you a checkup and we'll see if we can figure out why we're hurting you by accident. This will this is good. I I yes, we will do this. Uh, shall we be in our way? It's let's still get, raining. Let, yes, let us let us get back to the conclave. I I agree with that. Red Claw, lead on. All right, now back to my story about hiding from a bear with honey in a bramble bush. Let me tell you why it's such a bad idea. And then now recant the story as we walk <laughs> towards the conclave. Gotcha. All right, so it it's uh it comes upon darkness pretty quickly thereafter. Uh, do you all travel through the night or take a take a, a camp? Uh, Red Claw, how far do we have until we reach the conclave? Hold on, let me consult the forest dungeon master. How long do we have? I think you guys traveled for three days, so it would make sense, but you know. Three days two, back, yep. yeah. Three, three or so days back. <clears throat> so we've got about at least two days of hard marching to do. I say we rest up. That way, Ichabod can look at Yo, and uh, I can make a nice pot of tea. Well, before the tea, we may want to fortify a bit better than we have in the past. Uh, Anyone agree? There's what what materials are we fortifying our camp with? We've got sticks, twigs, and berries. Yes, but we also have shovels. We could dig trench. Yes, and sticks at the bottom of them sharpened make excellent use. Put our backs against uh, something solid. Uh, do we really have time for that? And getting rested? I feel like that's a that's more than an hour or two's worth of work. I think finding a fortified or fortifiable position is well worth two hours versus Ichabod getting wrapped up by another anaconda in the night. Yeah, what what time is it, DM? Is it, like, super late, or uh, is it just, like, hitting twilight? Well, like I'm saying, yeah, it's it's getting to twilight. Like, I imagine that you guys would have this discussion, you know. Right. But before, it's like, all right, guys... <laughs> Right. It's you guys are at the point time. where you're deciding, okay, are we gonna, you know, march through the night? Yeah. Or are we gonna stop? Because this is the point where we need to make that call. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um I would agree uh that we should at least try to fortify ourselves a little bit. If not, you know, you know, we need to we need to rest, basically. If nothing else, a larger fire than uh than we've been doing. That's am I right with. That's an easy task. Won't take too long. And uh, this time, maybe I should be on first watch with Volk and Marla. Three sets of eyes should be pretty good. Sounds uh, all right to me. Yes, I have no problem with this. Well, I'll be joining you on that first watch. I have no taste for sleep since the last time we took camp in these forests. Yeah, I'm feeling that too, but I also don't want to be exhausted. We still got two days of marching. Nothing will lull me to sleep. 
I'll be standing first watch with you. All right. No arguments here. And uh, I start setting up camp with the priority being make a campfire, get the tea kettle going. Uh, I want to like make it make our or like look around to see you know if our tents can be put in a uh, a way that is up against maybe like an outcropping or like out like of trees, something like thick, dense forest where we'll hear someone coming at us if we can, or up against like the side of a mountain or something like that. Something where it's easily fortifiable. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're definitely able to do that. Cool. Well, it's going to try to um, erect some rudimentary fortifications, like something that you can put up within an, within an hour before bed. Um, just looking for deadfall, maybe sharpening with sharpening them with a knife, putting up like quote unquote makeshift ramparts. It's all really shitty, but it's an effort, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so why don't you give me a medicine check, Ichabod? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I see Ichabod? You mentioned this out loud, right? Yeah. As soon as you start to go check out Yo, I'm just going to put my hand on your shoulder and close my eyes and give you guidance. Well, that's cool and all, but that is a natural one. Not a lot that helps out. Nope. Alright. So, natural one on the D20, even with the guidance and uh, my medicine check modifier, that's, that's only nine. You know that he's not okay. You don't know what's wrong, but you know he's not okay. He's not normal. Mm. I'm gonna lean in while he does this and look at him in the eyes and be like, "You both, we both serve agents of death. Maybe this is how I serve mine. And I'll give him a wink. Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe uh, if you're willing to take a different path this late in life, uh, you could uh, strike up a deal. Follow him as well. It would be good to have uh, another brother in arm. If you do, just uh, mention his name before bed. He will come to you. I don't know about making a deal or taking a new path, but the idea of consulting another uh, another patron of of the end does sound exciting. Well, I will let you know if you go to uh, call him. And you're not in the business of making deals, then maybe you should think otherwise. Mm. But if you're feeling uh, risky, I don't know, little adventurous, call upon him. You'll be there. It's at about this point where there's a distant howl 
and from the way you came. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's uh unsettling. Yes. I was gonna say bad, but unsettling's a better word. I'm uh, getting a very good grasp on this uh, common. This is very barbaric, but uh, whatever. Does not feel right on the tongue. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Anyways, uh, we either sleep now and die later, or we can, you know, stay up and die tired. Sleep sounds good. You uh, if you start feeling any any more kinds of strange, let me know. Of course, Trent. I will let you know, and I'm gonna go lay down yep. in my in my yak sized tent. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll start to get some sleep while they take their first watch. Right. It's not too much longer that the howl happens again. Uh, mm. Red Claw, give me a. Nature with advantage. Going to be a soft 20. Okay. You notice that it, that howl sounds exactly like Volk's. I look at Volk. He's not there. What do you mean he's not there? <laughs> he hasn't been with you all day. I clearly remember him at the hut. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't have let him out of my sight. Fuck. I get up and I start sprinting towards the noise. Okay. Boys, Volk's missing. And I just head towards the thing. I call Marla down and send her ahead to look for Volk. Wilt is going to um, pop up and try to grab him by the elbow and stop him before he leaves the ring of the fire. I let it happen, but I struggle a little bit. I'm like, Wilt, we don't have time for this. Volk is missing. I've got to find him. DM, do I see Volk around us? No. Okay. All right. And I have noticed he had, had, I haven't noticed him since we made camp either. No. Okay. Well, before you go running off foolhardy into an obviously blighted forest. We might want to make a plan. There's no plan. He's my best mate. Something's got him out I, there. I know it. Was it a pained howl or is it just a howl howl? Red Claw's too panicked to tell you. I don't know. I don't care. Let's go now. I'll, uh, I'll crawl out of my tent now. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you wait. Let's rouse the others. And... Yeah, we'll go to shake everybody awake. I will get up. What, uh, what is it, sir? What's the troll? Again, Volk's missing. I don't have time for this. Get your shite and let's go. Uh, I see, like, I... Red Claw's visibly getting angry at this point. Right. Right, then right. I'm getting my shite and I'm going. Yep. Uh, Dungeon Master, I'm going to send Marla again, like, ASAP to go as far as she can towards the howl. She can hear that at her maximum reach from you, 
uh, he's coming towards you and is close as there is another howl uh, that is closer. But we can see Volk. Uh, no, no, Marla can't in, 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 in the darkness. Yeah, she does not. Uh, crows do not have dark vision. I didn't think so. <laughs> That's why I said it unsuredly. All right, so I'm just waiting for the gang to get their shite. Yeah, I've got my stuff. We'll be coming back for the tent, or uh, never mind. I'm sure it doesn't matter. And uh, I'll grab my pack and I'll I'll run off with it. I'm gonna grab uh, a uh, torch from the fire. All right. Um, Marla yeah, reports. Draws the sword. Marla reports uh, a Titanoboa. I'm fucking up that Titanoboa if it's got my dog. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep going. I assume that the Titanoboa is the same as the Mother of the Woods Titanoboa, and they don't see us as a threat anymore. So, I'm just gonna keep going until I find Volk. Yeah. So you guys arrive to where Marla saw the Titanoboa, mm-hmm. and sort of out of the shadows in the flaming, you know, flickering flame light, uh, the Titanoboa rears up from the shadows and stares the party down. And then from the folds of the hood of the Titanoboa's head, up pops Volk's head. Bow! Don't you fucking bow me. What are you doing up there? Get down now! Volk sort of comes down and approaches the party. Uh, Volk is different. Volk seems larger. Stronger. I'm just going to start yelling at him like a, a concerned older brother. Where the fuck have you been? Why'd you leave the party? Why are you hanging out with this goob? Uh, it's at that point it. that uh, Volk drops the wooden bowl of, of former stew containment. Mm-hmm. You went back for the fucking stew and didn't tell me. I thought you were dead, Volk. This isn't funny. Don't you bow at me. I know you're going to do it. Don't do it. Volk just ah. looks at the ground and <laughs> licks the right. bowl a little bit. So uh, I'm going to cast Speak with Animals and approach the Titanoboa very cautiously, uh-huh. very respectfully. So my name is Redclaw. I don't know yours. What is it? Silisandrus. Ah, Silisandrus, nice to meet you. Uh, was Volk in any trouble, or did you just take him back from our stool? Your dog never left the house. I'm sorry, he's supposed to follow me. I'd usually just trust him to do that, and I'll give him this glaring look. My mothers have a way. I agree, they're very hospitable. Well, uh... I'm sure you need to get back to them, and I need to reprimand my brother here for being a goober. So, good night to you? Question mark. Appreciate the mother's blessing upon your dog. I must hunt. And slithers into the darkness. Ah, yeah, good luck. I'm just going to give Volk the meanest look ever. Mother's blessing my ass. Why'd you do that, Volk? Ow. God 
Mm. You know what? Fine. Bow it is. I don't even care what they gave you. Let's go back to camp. Fucking dog. Volk seems to have more pep in his step than before. All of his stats have increased by two. Ah! Whoa! Don't push that. That's that good shit. Well, we all should have had more stew. Shut up, shit. I'm still not talking to Volk. That's fine. I'm still not gonna talk to him. He could be the he could be the strongest good boy in the world, <laughs> and I I was afraid I lost him. Oh man, his intelligence modifier is only a negative two now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Neato. All right. Well, as you all sort of return to camp from this pseudo potential emergency. Uh, that's where we'll end it for tonight. Yeah. All right. I'll see you all next week. But as of course, of course, as always, I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our cleric. Everyone, this has been Nick as Ichabod. Our paladin. Hey, everyone, this is Jesse playing Welch Brokhard, the human paladin. Have a good night. Our fighter warlock. Hey, all it's doing playing, uh, yo. I, I might be in danger. <laughs> and our ranger druid. Uh, hey, everybody. This is Scott playing Red Claw. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Night, good guys. Night. Good night. Bye.